And uh, one of the crazy things that I'm going to ask us to do is I thought he was going to have a surgery this past week. That's why I said only through Saturday. So we're going to, I would like for you to join us. And I'm just calling that we all continue praying at 7. Don't pass out. Don't run out the door for the rest of this month. Because we need, we need to take time out and pray for him, for me, for Bub, those in authority here, the house, people sitting next to you, our families, our marriages, everything, our finances, everything. And this was just a kickoff start. And as we uh, have learned on Wednesday nights, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for us to do something. It's a, it's a reason. And one of the things that we've been talking about on, on Wednesdays is we need to get beyond a reason to do something. We need to let that be part of our life. And we do it because not because there's necessarily a need, which there is, but, but because we love one another. And, and we're, we're in this together. One rejoices, we all rejoice. One hurt, we all hurt. So if you would do that with us, uh, and if you can't do it, then I'm going to say we can't watch Andy Griffith for 30 minutes at, um, that every night at 7 o'clock or whatever it is. Look, we can do what we want to do. I'm not asking you to pray for four hours, all right? Just take time aside and, and clear our mind and get it set on some things other than our everyday situation and because it's going to break our, our cycle of uh, monotony and, and, and habits. What do we do? I'm sitting in my chair. I'm watching TV. I'm bored. My thumb's building itself up with a remote, and there may be something we want to watch. But let's take that time and set it aside for Yahweh and for one another. And let's get beyond ourselves and get past that. You know, we was talking on uh, Wednesday night, and Aunt Michelle said, you know, people in this house, we aren't selfish at all. We're not selfish at all. And uh, I told them Wednesday night, appreciate so much what y'all have done uh, for me when I was in that situation with my, my heart and foot and everything else. Y'all were a blessing to me and my wife. And when my wife is going through that thing, she's getting much better. And uh, I appreciate all your prayers and the, and the food. I mean, we would go out the door and there's food hanging on our, <laughs> our doorknob. You know, I was like, oh, darn, here comes some more. You know, but I appreciate that. And, and it's good to give and it's good to receive. And that's when we're really fulfilled is when we're giving. So let's take that time. I'm not, I'm not asking you to even do 30 minutes. I'm asking you to do an hour and a half every night at 7. No, I wouldn't. We ain't got that much faith, do we? Oh, yeah, we do. We're going to go two hours. Well, if I do 10 minutes, six days, that would be an hour. So, but just be led of the Spirit. And one of the things that's, that really helps us, quote, unquote, prime the pump, like we talked about uh, some the other day about, uh, John used to call it getting a slime off the top. You know, I've been, I've been cave diving, and when you dive in, there's so much slime you can't even see where you're diving into but it, it'll open up for you. And then for too long, it'll close right back over and you can't see nothing again. So, but let's, let's pray in the spirit if you need that to prime your pump or something, to, to settle down your mind and your soulish man of everything that's going on. And I know this is, it shouldn't be out of the ordinary, but we're setting a time that we can do this for a purpose and a reason. And we're doing it as one at the same time. 
you know, you may be doing something crazy at 7 and you can't do it till 701. That's okay, but not past 701. All right. I want us to do it together as we're coming into agreement together, declaring together, doing everything as one body, as one body moves. How many of you have ever seen, I think it's University of Texas' marching band. You ever saw them at halftime? Look them up. I think it's University of Texas. Those guys are unbelievable. They got Michael Jackson doing the moonwalk on the field. I mean, the whole band's up there, and it's just as smooth. Let me tell you something. They did that together. And if one person got out, you knew it. <laughs> Get over here. But it takes preparation. It takes an effort. It takes a mindset, and it takes a commitment to do that. She was in the marching band uh, for how many years, Crystal? Huh? She she was the uh, she was also one of those flag flag or thing. Then I saw what she was gonna wear. I said, "You quitting that? You ain't wearing that out. That was wrong with you. You ain't wearing that dress all the way down there like that." Uh uh. So, but it takes an effort, guys. And I know we get busy. And you're faithful people. And, and I know Apostle Johnny appreciates that. I appreciate that. And but. Let's just keep going. Don't go backwards. Don't settle. Keep going. Let's go a little further. You know, we talked about lifting weights. I did an example. I think it was with Corey. Uh, had him up here on a Wednesday night, I think it was. And we had a, uh, like a 10-pound weight. He did it about four times. Couldn't do it anymore. Uh, but he was doing that. And if we just stayed there and let him just keep doing that, he wouldn't get any stronger. He wouldn't get built any bigger. He wouldn't be pushing it. And he will always stay at a 10-pound weight. He may could do it more times as he goes. But then we moved up to a 20-pound weight. Then I brought the big 50-pound weight out. Took a little bit more effort then. But I saw that arm just look like Stone Mountain coming off of there. Then I said, oh, I'm looking at my arm. Oh. No, it, we've got to stretch ourselves can you do it a little further can you do it a little further one of the examples i got in trouble for it uh, i've been kicked off of youtube <laughs> from doing stuff at the church do you believe that uh, i said no i'm not johnny i'm joel oh, okay i played um help me out todd it's um a football movie with the coach and the guy who's on his back facing the giants what a great what a great thing that is Facing the Giants. And one of the things that the coach did was brought, they were doing what we used to call crabs. And what that is, you're on your hands and feet. And you had to crab the whole football field and back. That was one. Then we had to do it backwards. Downfield and back. We were falling like every three feet. But he called one of the guys out, one of his main guys. He said, get, get over here. He said, I'm going to blindfold you. And he called one of the other players. He told one of the players, said, get over here. He said, I'm going to put him on your back. So what he did, he was down on all fours, not his knees, but feet. And this guy was on his back, and he was hooked like this to him on his back. And he says, I want you to go. I think it was 40 or 50 yards. I can't remember. He said, go. I can't do this, coach. Yes, you can do it. I can't do this. Yes, you can. Go. Go. You can do it. And that's what we've got to declare about ourselves. You can do it. You can do it. But what he had to do, he had to get off of what he saw and what he thought. Because that carnal mind will rule us and we'll begin to think, I can't do that. We may see this thing and say, there's no way I can go from here to here. That's why he always only called us to take one step at a time. 
I told a guy one time, he said, yeah, but I'm going to go do this. I said, you can't even get past your second step because you're tripping up at this vision that you're seeing the end of it. You've got to have your steps of a righteous man. You've got to be ordered by the Lord, and you've got to go to that step first. You can't look at the end of the, the end zone and say, man, there's no way I can do that. But what you can do is obey God and say, here's my next step. Okay, you want me to stay here? I'm staying here. It's time for me to, to do something and grow on. Okay, what do you want me to do? I want you to step that way. Step that way. I want you to take three steps. Oh, man, three steps. Huh? Well, we're never going to get there. We can't take three steps. So with this, he blindfolded the big guy on the bottom. And the guy was on his back holding on, you know, back to back. He says, I think it was 40 or 50 yards maybe. He says, just listen to me and do it. So he got going. He was going. He couldn't see nothing. Keep going. Keep going, son. Son, keep going. Keep going. You can do it. Keep going. I can't, coach. I can't go any further. Yes, you can go any further. I can't go, coach. I can't go any further here. I'm tired. I can't hardly do it on my own. Much less this guy on my back. He started thinking about all these bad things. This is hard just for me to do it. You put this guy on my back. You've only got a few more yards to go. And he didn't lie to him. Because you've only got a few more yards, and then you've got a few more yards, and you've got a few more yards. He's still trying to make it that 40 or 50-yard line, and he's pushing, pushing, ready to give up, ready to give up. I can't do this. Go, son. Go, son. You can do it. Go, son. And guess what? His teammates stood up and just couldn't believe it. This guy's crawling. They started. They didn't say, well, who does he think he is? Why did they pick him and not me? That's probably why. Because you ain't a leader. So here he was, pushing, 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 tired. Couldn't see where he was going. Keep going, son. Keep going. You got just a few more. I can't go another, another thing, uh, coach. I can't go. Come on, son. Keep going. Keep going a little further. Don't you quit. Don't you quit. Don't you quit. Keep going. Keep going. So finally, he went. And he said, okay, son, you're good. You made it. <laughs> he pulled this thing. He said, son, you just crawled with him on your back a hundred yards. A hundred yards. A few things were the situation there. One was, he had somebody that loved him and was willing to push him. And I said, okay, you ain't got to go in here. Just stay here. And somebody really loves you, going to love you enough to tell you the truth. Telling him, go. He was encouraging him. You can make it. I believe in you. Let me tell you something. It's important to know and to believe that somebody believes in you. I don't care who you are. You can say, I don't care. Yeah, you do. You do because you keep having to say, I don't care. You know, when we, when we say things and we react, we're covering up stuff a lot of times. And a lot of, a lot of times we don't want somebody to outdo us because we have fear that we may be replaced. I'll tell you something. Fear is huge. It's huge. Yeah, but I, I, I tell you what, if I make them look bad, y'all know the old trick, if I make them look bad, I automatically look good without doing anything. The problem is you're going to reap what you've done. So here he went 100 yards. This coach believed in him. This coach encouraged him. His coach said, you got just a little further. And he didn't lie to him. You got just a little further. Then you're going to have to go just a little further. And we didn't remind ourselves, we just got to go a little further and a little further. And a little further, and a little further. There may be some, uh, some of us that couldn't even do the, the um, 7 o'clock from Tuesday to Saturday night. Might not have been able to. And I believe that. I believe this. There's nothing difficult about that except 
It's not in your heart. It's just truth. It ain't difficult. I'm not asking you to get on your hands and, and your hands and feet and let me lay on your back and say, let's go. Okay, you made it one yard. All right, you're good. But he believed in this guy. And I don't care who you are, you need somebody to believe in you. And, and that's a lot to do with the fatherhood principle. You need somebody that believes in you. That says, yes, you can. Come on. You just got just a little further to go. And then when you get to that place, just a little further to go. Get to that place, just a little further to go. So that has nothing to do when I'm, talk, when I'm preaching as far as this goes. But I wanted to let you know that, that you need somebody to believe in you. And there's people in this house that believe in you. They are. They're probably sitting right next to you. Maybe up here. Maybe up there. Maybe running the sound booth. Somebody to believe in you to encourage you and say, come on, come on. That's what real love is. Let me tell you something about what real love is not. Real love isn't hoping that you fail. So I don't have to do as much because I'll compare myself to the world's worst. It's like we've always talked about people comparing themselves to, well, at least I'm not Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> and y'all know that Yeshua is our measuring stick. <laughs> These things and greater things shall we do. Because we've been given His Spirit. Alrighty. Some of the things I'm going to talk about is obviously with our song is unity and the gathering that's going on. In uh, Psalms 133, it says that the unity is the, is the vehicle for the anointing. It says this, Behold how good... Do we have things up there? Or do we ain't got no... Do these work? They still don't work? I'm bringing my gun in. Huh? Are they? Well, forget it. I'll just read it to you because I need bright lights. See it? See my bright light? It says, Behold how good. Say good. And say how pleasant. How, how wonderful is those two words starting off Psalms 133. How good and how pleasant. I want to partake of some of that. I don't want it how much bad this is and how much this sucks. I don't want to go that route. I want something that's good and something that's pleasant. Uh, one of Courtney's clients brought her back from Georgia some fresh Georgia peaches. And you know I have like stuff all over me. I don't even care. Chris, you can't take a shower in a week. I know I still got that peach stuff on me. There ain't nothing like a Georgia peach. I married one of them right there. Listen to this. Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell. Say dwell. Not tell them to go to hell. But dwell in what? Unity. We could close it right there. How good and pleasant it is for brethren and sisters to dwell, to be part of, to partake of together. That's one of the reasons I call this thing from on, on 7 o'clock. is so we can do something together even when we're not here. Because we cannot just come here Sundays, and then maybe on Wednesdays, and that'd be it. We've, this is something we have to remind ourselves every single day, every moment, every situation that comes up. We've got to remind ourselves of who we are and what we're supposed to be. And let me tell you something. I don't care if nobody else is going to do or be that. You need to be that. And when I say you, I'm talking about me. But I didn't want to say me. You say, yeah, you. You need to be that. Whether anybody else says or not. Yeah, but they're not doing it. So? You want to be a failure like they are? That ain't love. A loser? 
Someone who just does just enough, we're going beyond. We're not just doing what's comfortable to us. He's calling us to a deeper walk. Not just walking a little bit. Take the nasty plunge. How many know when water is cold, the worst thing you can do is stick your toe in and go, it's cold. Just jump in. Let your heart quit beating for three or four seconds and try to intake some, some air in your lungs. And then you're like, this ain't too bad. It's just that little thing that's over with. Don't do this because you'll never get in deep enough. You'll say, this is too cold. Just jump in. How good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Listen to this. It is like, they say precious ointment. Precious ointment. It didn't say stinky, you know. When I worked at Kenko years ago, they sold this stuff at the flea market. And it was like a perfume bottle. It literally smelt like backed up um, sewer or um, septic tank pumped out. It was horrendous, horrendous. So what we did, we put a little bit, just a little bit. I didn't. I said, go in there and put just a little bit on that paper towel and put it in that bathroom, that, that uh, garbage. So we did and put some other things on top of it. We shut the door. I mean, the bathroom was like big enough you could do this and, and just lift, raise, the, raise the back of the tank and wash your hands with it when you're big enough for a sink. So just kidding there. So this thing was horrendous. So the boss came out. This is in the warehouse. The boss came out. What in the world? And the, and the thing was probably where they are, away from, away from where he, he was, and the door was shut. It was horrendous. Oh, my gosh. He was fixing to go in there and call the septic people. So we finally had to go in there too, too so we'd spend a lot of money for nothing. That isn't the ointment that we're talking about. If it was, I would say, I don't blame you. I wouldn't do it either. But this says that it is precious ointment. So look at what we're looking at. We're looking at good and pleasant for, for brethren to dwell together. It is like precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard of Aaron's beard that went down to the skirts of his garments, as the dew of Hermon, and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing. What did the Lord do? Commanded the blessing. He commanded the blessing there. Uh, listen to this. He commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. I would like to be there. Everything about that chapter, that's the whole chapter. That speaks, that speaks more than most chapters do, you know, in the 150 um, books of, in Psalms. But that one right there speaks a lot in just three verses. We, we read the whole chapter of Psalms 133 right there. Everything about that is precious. It's good. It's pleasant. That's what I want. That's what we should be striving for. That's what we should be about. But, it's, but we can't get that without doing these things. Being in our place, being in the order, so it would flow down. That's where the, the, the blessing is commanded, even life forevermore. It's awesome. I'm already done with one page. Look at this. I'm getting old, so I can't do as much as I used to. I used to have like notebooks like this. All right. Okay. Listen to this. John chapter 17, verse 21. It's the unity. Unity is the vehicle of world evangelism. World evangelism. Listen to this. I had no idea that it was going to print that. 
I said, you know how much ink that costs right there for me? That's about 30 bucks of ink. I said, no, you didn't. I'm calling this place Bible.com where I printed that verse off so I can see it, first of all. John 17, 21 through 23. Listen to this, guys. That they all may be one. This is Yeshua. This is his prayer. Johnny's talked to us about we need to answer Yeshua's prayer, not just him answer our prayer. We were talking the other Wednesday night, and, and uh, Stephanie brought up a great, which I'm glad you're here, Stephanie. Um, she brought up a great point about that things that she had been going through. She said, you always got my attention. And she's absolutely right. He wants our attention. When, when she said that, the Lord spoke to me something. It was not in any way rebuked to her. I was agreeing with what she was saying. But listen to this. The Lord spoke to me. He said, that's true. But I want you to get my attention. How do we do that? We had a little men's gathering at Johnny's house. We had a fire and all that. He was just sharing some stuff. This was a long time ago. And he was saying that, he said, uh, he said, the Lord's done a lot of things in spite of me. And he said, but I want him to, I want him to. And I said, the Lord wants to do things for you because of you, not just in spite, not just because of his mercy and grace, which y'all know what I believe in that. Oh, we got to have that. But I'm talking about something that we got his attention because of our obedience, our attitude. Let me tell you, attitude is huge. It's huge. It will set the course that we, that we're going to. It's huge. And there, there's a godly attitude, and there's a selfish, pathetic attitude. And there's fruit off of each one of those trees. You know, we've been talking Wednesdays about the fruits. We're to bear fruit for one reason, for two reasons. One, because it's supposed to be what's coming out of us because of what's in us. And second reason is, it's for somebody else to be able to partake of. It ain't for me. That's why we all can't, you know, there's the, the church. I can't remember Warren or whatever his name is. He has, he has a church that everybody's about just one thing. You know, they're all plumbers or they're all roofers. They all have, you know. But here's the problem. I'm going to need more than just a bunch of orange trees. There's, there's times I need an apple. I need a pear. Well, that's why we're all we're versatile. That's why we're all different. That's why we're all parts of the body. We would be in trouble if all we were was a big toe. Imagine that. So we... And we've been called for purpose, and you have a gift that you are to give. And one of the greatest places that you can give that gift is here. To be part of the body. You are needed. You have something I need. I have something you need. And we can bear that fruit so we can pick and partake of that. We can partake of that fruit. You know, David Heisman may have uh, the biggest Grapefruits in the world. There may be a time I need a grapefruit. Well, no one here, we're all got oranges. Well, the doctor says I got to have a grapefruit. So I, oh, hey, David. So I can go to him and I can partake of something that he produces and the fruits that he produces. And it isn't just one thing. You know what I'm talking about, the fruits of the Spirit, all the other stuff. But I'm talking about something that he has that he's been gifted to. Pretty much he can do anything as far as building stuff goes. He just won't answer his phone when I need him to come do something. Just kidding. Okay. I hate looking at that. Makes me feel bad. I'm taking up an offering from ink cartridge. <laughs> all right. That they all be one. This is Yeshua's prayer. As thou, Father, art in me, 
Listen how serious this is. And I in thee, that they also may be one in us. That's huge. Listen to this. They may be one in us, that the world, you know, the Bible says they'll know you, my disciples, for your love for one another. Well, that's how they know, because I love for one another. But listen to what this says about um, being in one, being in unity. That the world may believe. Big difference. You can know something and not really believe it. You know, we, we can know what the word is in this house, but we may not believe it. Big difference. We can't even get salvation, not just knowing the word, but we've got to believe it. So the, one of the, the way that we know that we're his disciples is that the world knows it because of our love for one another. And the other way for people, for the world to believe what we're saying and who we are is because we are one. Let me tell you something. There isn't anything more great to me. Well, there is, but just as a matter of speech, than to see a group do and move together and do things together. Uh, whether they're dancers, whether they're, uh, you know, someone does a great choreograph, and, they, and it looks like one moving at the same time. That's impressive, because that takes commitment. You just don't walk out there, and, uh, and I saw, like William, you know, I was like, I can go out there and do that. So my leg go about that high. His leg like does this. I'm like, <laughs> I, fall, I fall off the couch on the floor. I said, there's no way. It's a commitment to do that. And serving God should be part of our fruit, but there is a commitment to it. It's commitment. The world may believe that thou hast sent me. Let's hear that. Not that you're my disciples, they'll know, but this walking in unity is that they will believe that you have sent me. This is Yeshua talking. It proves the fact that Yeshua is the Son of God. That's big. And it has to do with unity. And you know, we, we can talk uh, and say that we're this, but if we're, if we're arguing or whatever all the time and, and you know, mad at somebody or whatever, there ain't unity there and people aren't going to believe what we're saying, even though we... We believe we're speaking the truth. So we're saying, uh, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> there's, there's a sign we had in school over there that says, people will remember, people will forget what you say, but they'll always remember what you do. It's funny, when I was doing children's church, no one can ever remember anything I ever told them, but they know all my magic tricks. Right, Veronica Trogrove? My magic tricks. And I tried to use that as a lesson. I said, well, if you get saved, I'll show you how I did it. Listen to this. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them. Whoa. The glory which thou hast given me, I have given them. That they may be one. Even as we are one. And I in them and thou in me. This is kind of wordy here. That they may be made. Listen to this. That they may be, that they may be perfect. Mature. Y'all know the verse? Perfect and entire. What's the next word? Wanting nothing. I'm perfect in the time. I'm wanting nothing. I'm mature. Uh, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me. Here it is again. Yeshua repeated himself here. And hast loved them as thou hast loved me. So it's the vehicle of the anointing. It's the vehicle of evangelism that they will believe. And it's the vehicle of maturity. This is uh, Genesis I'm sorry, 
This is Ephesians chapter 4. And we're going to go through the whole chapter, but it ain't, it ain't that long. It ain't, it ain't as short as Psalms 133. It says, I therefore the prisoner, say prisoner. You know what that means? It means I don't have any rights. When we had baptism, it said I don't have any rights. I'm a prisoner of the Lord. Beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. With all lowliness and meekness. And he's talking about walking worth, worthily, worthy to the vocation where we call it. And the next verse says, with all lowliness and meekness. With long suffering, forbearing one another in love. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There's, there's your unity. There is one body, there is one Spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, y'all have heard this a million times. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all and is through all and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift. There's the gift of Christ. Wherefore he said when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? Now, some people, if you weren't taught about you're going to burn in hell forever, if you weren't taught that and you weren't looking through those rose-colored glasses of that, listen to what this says. He led uh, and descended first into the lower parts of the earth. Without the, the hell teaching, I would think that he... He, he was buried. You may not, but that, that just makes sense there. He that descended in the same ascended up for, for above all uh, heavens that he might fill all things. And he gave some, here we go, apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. That's to help to mature us. Goes on to verse 12. For the perfecting of the saints. For the what of the saints? perfecting that we mature and we grow up because let me tell you if we're separated and we're out by ourselves we'll begin to believe anything we'll make stuff up make it up that's how the whole streets of gold and and tormented forever in hell got it it was made up in a book to get for religious people to get what they wanted well you get to live forever in the streets of gold in heaven that worked for a little while then it was like nah. Well, you're going to burn in hell forever and be tormented. Oh, what? Okay, what do I need to do? Then eventually he said, eh. Because it ain't the truth of the fact. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. For the edifying of the body of Christ. For the edifying of the body of Christ. We need to be edified. We need to be encouraged. Like that coach did that guy. He was edifying him. He was encouraging him. Listen to this. For his good. Not for his own good. And part of my point here is we got to get past, some are there, some are not there. We've got to get past about everything being about me. There's people here, there's people not here. A lot of people don't come because it's, it's about them. They're doing stuff about them, and we get it. But we got to get past that. That's why I wanted you to say prisoner two or three times. I'm a prisoner. That's why I talked about the baptism. Well, I really don't want to, I really don't feel like it. Well, you. You just bumped God and got right on the throne. Till we all come in the unity. Edify the body. The purpose is till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God 
unto a perfect man. There it is again, unto a perfect man. And what are the gifts that have been given to us to get us there? Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Those are the things that help get us to that place of perfection maturity. Unto the measure, listen this, a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Not Jeffrey Dahmer, but the fullness of Christ. That we henceforth be no more, say no more. Say no more. That went good. No more. Like you're mad at it. Then robbed us long enough. No more. It's like when your wife slapped you. You say, no more. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Did you tell him about us? Listen to this. That we henceforth be no more children. Johnny's always talked about when his kids, you know, they walk like this. I, my kid walked like that, I'd slap him in the head. Listen to this. No more like children tossed to and fro. I'm this, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this. And carried about with every wind of doctrine. Well, this is what I believe. Well, that ain't working the way I want it to work, so I'm going to start believing this now. Guess what? It don't matter what you believe, if it ain't working out how you want it to, you're going to change to something else. Because it takes being a prisoner, it takes being I no longer live, I'm dead to myself, and it takes a commitment of I'm serving God. God is not here to serve us. We're here to serve God, and one of the ways that we serve God is that we serve one another. Turn to your person and say, you're supposed to be serving me. That was a lot easier to say, I'm supposed to be serving you, wasn't it? I'd look at him and say, by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, I got a scheme. I got a scheme so I can get what I want. Whereby they lie and wait to deceive. You know, I know that we get busy and we do stuff. But the only time that you should call, it shouldn't be the only time you call somebody in is when they can help uh, with your agenda. Hey, I know this guy that does this. Oh, yeah? Does he still go to church? Oh, he does? No, do you still go to church? Because you're the one we haven't seen. And then we, you see what I'm saying? We can't be that way. And, and if you call somebody that you need somebody to do something, you haven't called them in a day or two, that's fine. Y'all get that later. All right. But speaking the truth in love may grow up unto him in all things. And what? All things. Speaking the truth in love. And, and you can't treat them like a jerk and say, I'm just telling the truth in love. Because if, if our motive is not love, we have no right to say anything to them. Because if it ain't love, we're out to destroy them. We're out to make them look bad so I can look good. But we're growing up, Ecclesia, right? But speak the truth in love may grow up into, into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. From whom the whole body, the whole body, the way that we're the whole body is this next thing. Fitly joined together and, com and, and compacted by that which every joint, listen to this, every joint, we're fitly joined together and every joint supplieth. And what does it supply? What, what part of the joint they are? You know a joint, I'm not talking about one of those joints, y'all talking about, yeah, yeah. A joint is nothing of itself. A joint is when two things come together. That's a joint. 
This ain't really a joint. A joint can't do anything on its own. But when two parts are, are joined together with that joint, then they can operate. So we, we have to have one another. Believe it or not, that person next to you, you need them. You may not realize you need them at the moment, but there'll be a day that you need them. Listen to this. Most importantly is they need you. And that kind of smooths it over sometimes. If, and, I, you know, truth of the matter is people need to be needed. You know, you need to feel like I got purpose here. And, um, you know, the other Sunday when the men came up and prayed for Tucker, you know, that, that was a thing of the body doing that. It's the body. It's not just me or Johnny or whoever else it may be. It was the body. And you have a purpose. I've always said this. When you walk through those doors, you have a purpose. And God will show you something or give you a word for somebody if you'll just listen. But we got to come prepared. And we got to be here. Uh, I was just kidding with my sister and stuff coming in. But... I was getting on tour the other day about it. And, uh, but we need to be here in time to be able to be with that, to be that. And I know, you know, uh, I tried to start at 10. I know Apostle Johnny, he's just kind of off the cuff. And, but, you know, he says this, church doesn't start when we start the music. We, we think church don't, well, Joel ain't up here, it's ready. He said, everybody stand. Well, we got to start church. If I could get some of y'all to talk to other people as much as you do when we're up here singing. <laughs> Let's praise him. You see what I'm saying? That's, that's coming here and being part of the body. That's, that's an opportunity. And we cannot be at the over back there where Reggie and Connie are right around the corner there holding on to that thing and saying, all right, I love you, goodbye. Boo! And then say, nobody talks to me. <laughs> If they sit behind you, you don't even know they're there. It's because you didn't turn around and say something to them. You thought I was going to get the other person, didn't you? So just throwing some ideas out how to be part of that. All right? Uh, when we play the music, that is not time for us to uh, commune with one another. <laughs> All right? Let's do that before and afterwards. And for the ministry time, be sensitive, guys. You have a part here. You have a part. You're a part of the body. You're important. It says, from, the, from, the, uh, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working and the measure of every part maketh increase of the body. It's what increases the body. Unto the edifying of itself in love. Let me see. I'm going to drop on down. I don't want to bore you here. It says, That ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to deceitful lust, and be renewed by the, in the spirit of your mind. When I first came down here, I told you about where Johnny took me to the full gospel of businessmen. <laughs> the $20 guy. I'll get the first $20. But this was a prayer thing. and went to the this pastor's office and a bunch of, bunch of preachers or whatever in there. And they were just, I mean, I was like, I feel like I'm in a bar without drinking liquor. I mean, these guys were like, I'm like, what in the world? They were talking about everything in the world except God. But we were there to have a prayer time. Oh, 
it's 10 o'clock. I was like, what in the world is that? I was like, okay, I'm a, I'm a preacher now. Turn the switch on. Boop. I do what I'm supposed to do. Okay, I'm not now. Okay, I can go do everything the world is doing. That ain't, that ain't fitly joining part of the body, guys. We need to, to be that all the time. And, and I'm not saying don't kid around. I, I, get, I understand that. But be careful. Be careful. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. That's huge. I know we've talked about the corner of mind. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. But let me tell you, that is the devil. We've talked about this. I wish there was a devil that I could fight. I probably could whip him. But this real devil, he's there 24-7 sometimes. That's what we need to turn off. And that ye put on the new man, which after Yahweh is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speaking every man uh, truth with his neighbor. For we are numbers, we are members one of another. We are members one of another. If, do we really believe that we are members one of another? Think of that. Don't answer it. Do you believe that we are true members of one another? Would our actions be different if we really believe that? Just throwing it out there for a brainstorm. We don't have to say, well, let's see. I think we know immediately. Be ye angry and sin not. It's funny he says, be ye angry and sin not right after that verse. Isn't that amazing? We throw that verse. The Bible says, be angry and sin not. And I was angry. Neither give place to our carnal mind, says devil. But don't give place to the carnal mind. Because that is going to lead us down the wrong road. We're talking about, this is talking about unity. Our carnal mind can tell us a lot of stuff. And it will, if we keep dwelling on it, that thing may bear fruit in our life. And we don't want that. Let me tell you something. Yeshua never sinned. But yet, he was tempted. Let him that, st that stole still no more, but, but rather let him labor, working with his hand the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. Did you hear that? I was like, Whoa, what are we talking about here? Where did that verse come from? What? Some of the things that I do and I work for, maybe? It may be for someone else's, to help meet someone else's need? Hmm. Okay, we can all leave now. Think of that, guys. Unity. You hurt, I hurt. You rejoice, I rejoice. I'm happy for you. I'm not mad. Because why didn't I get it? What's up with that? What? And all we're doing is shutting the door. So we need to be in a place where we're really walking in true unity, loving one another. And I believe we are. But I'm saying, let's turn the heat up and let's go a little further with it. I can't do nothing else. <laughs> well, that's what the guy said. He was carrying a guy on his back. But the guy that loved him said, oh, yes, you can. Keep going. Keep going. Because getting a well done isn't just from here to there. It's finishing it. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace. Listen to this. That it may minister grace, not for you, but those that hear you. You kind of getting this whole thing? It, it ain't about us. It's not about our real song, not about you, not about me, but what he wants us to do and be. His kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I wrote another song. It says, this was, this was 
probably late 80s. It says, having a cause bigger than yourself is what makes life worth living. And the reason why we, we do things and we get con content and just kind of lose it is because what we're doing isn't beyond ourselves. We got to stretch ourselves. I, I, what we're talking about is something that's greater than us. There's a greater thing going on. We're talking about the kingdom of Yahweh. We're talking about the kingdom of God. Let me tell you, not this kingdom. It's the kingdom of God that we're talking about. Having a cause bigger than ourselves. That is what makes life worth living. That is what should give us the purpose and the drive. And because of that, that we love one another and we walk in unity. And here we're here to encourage one another to say, go on. Don't you quit. Go on. You can make it. You can make it. You can make it. You can make it. I can't go anymore. Yes, you can. And then before he knows it, he gets a well done. And the ones, his whole team stood up and began to clap because they just couldn't believe what this guy was willing to do. Let me tell you, it is a testimony to God and to the brethren and to your friends and to your neighbors and even to your enemies. It's a testimony. The other week I talked about different types of love where we got to love um, our neighbor, our brethren. Then we talked about how God loves us. And then we said, oh, what in the heck are you talking about? I got to love my enemy. Let me tell you, if we're not walking in what we're talking about, we will not love our enemy. We will not love our neighbor. <laughs> we will not love our wife. I mean, it just keeps going. But y'all, you know what I'm saying. Um, but it, it brings to the ministers of grace and to the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, wherewith you were sealed until the day of redemption. Listen, it's let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speakings be put away from you with all malice and be ye kind one to another. It didn't say what kind, it says be kind one to another. Listen to this, guys tender hearted, forgiving one another, <clears throat> even as Yahweh, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. You know, dealing with a lot of people. One of the biggest issues that people have is things that they've gone through. And I tell them this, you mean to tell me that you think you are more important than Yahweh? No. I say, yeah, you do. There's two, two ways to that. One is you expect Yahweh to forgive you. I expect Yahweh to forgive me. But the only way that's going to happen is if I forgive you. That's what brings forgiveness to me. And also a lot of people deal with this. This is a biggie. I say, you think you're greater than Yahweh? No. I said this. Well, let me tell you something. Yahweh has forgiven you. Now, you didn't even forgive yourself. That's bigger than you think, guys. And our first reaction is, that ain't me. Because a lot of times, we don't want to face the music of how our real problems are. Things that we really deal with because we don't believe that someone would love me if they knew exactly how I really was. And the sad thing about that is, a lot, a lot of us don't believe that people would do those things for us because we're not willing to do it to them. We don't expect people to forgive us if they knew who we really are because we found out how somebody else really was and we ain't, ain't going to forgive them about it. So we just expect no one's going to forgive me so I can't tell them nothing. And trust me, I'm talking about confessing up. Y'all know this teaching about that. Don't get on the telephone and, and dump yourself to uh, the biggest gospel in Marion County. Don't do that. Confess up to someone you know that loves you and cares about you and will walk with you. Because you, 
you, you'll say, why didn't I listen to that? Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as Yahweh, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Unity, guys. It's all about giving. I'll even say this. It's not about taking. It's about giving. Because when you give, you will receive. It, you will receive. But this is what we've got to be careful of. What are we giving? Are we giving them hell? Or will we receive hell? Are we giving them true love? Listen to this so we can walk in unity. We don't have to be right about every single thing. I tell people all the time, choose your battles. Don't fight everybody that disagrees with you. It ain't worth it. If they ain't got ears to hear, you know. Now, if someone you're trying to reach out to and minister to or whatever and, and win them over or whatever your, your motive may be, a godly one, hopefully, I get it. But if we're ever going to walk in unity, it's going to take us giving and thinking about someone else more than we do ourselves. And let me tell you, I agree with Emma Michelle. The majority here, y'all are loving, giving, unselfish people. But y'all know I'm, I'm preaching all over the universe in Russia, Egypt, all the Muslims. I was going to grow my beard out and shave that. I'd either be a Muslim or Amish or Georgia redneck, one or the other, with tobacco juice coming out. But listen, guys, let's walk in this. I'm being good to you. See here, I got this, this, and that, and that. That's just in case I ran out in 10 minutes. <laughs> so, guys, we got to forgive for a bigger purpose than our own little selfish motive in our agenda. We got we to forgive because for Christ's sake, God forgave us. He forgave us. We got to walk into unity. If he would do that, how many, how many would want to do everything that somebody wants you to do if they just paid for everything you need? They paid for a house you live in. They, they bought you your car. They give you your groceries. They, give every, they meet every one of your needs according to their riches and glory. Is that not motivation enough to say, man, I love you. You want to be in unity with them, but the same way that Yeshua is willing to be in unity with us and gave everything. We've got to be the same way to somebody else. Because unless we forgive, we will not be forgiven. And it's for the purpose of the prayer of that person. If that person asked you to do one thing that, who, who I just explained, would you not do that one thing for them? Let me see. What's in it for me? He's provided everything you've ever needed. He's, he's promised you a, uh, to an eternal life, to get a well done. He promised you to be able to, to have immortality, to rule in his kingdom. Wouldn't you want to fulfill that one thing that he asked of us? And even with him asking us, he really didn't ask us. He asked his father because he knows it takes a work that only his father could do. And that is to make us one and to have and to have true unity as him and his father are one, that they become one, that they will believe that you sent me. Think of that. The purpose of God to send his son and the penalty and everything that Yeshua went through, the embarrassment, the torment, the beating, all that stuff that he went through to please his father. And he's asking his father to do one thing. Guess what? It ain't even about him still. It's still for us. Make them one. And it's only 
requirement, or his only thing that he wanted a result of is that this, that the world will believe that you sent me. It still ain't about him. It's for his father and us and us being that light in this world. Make, make them one as we are one. What an honor and privilege that is for us to be as one as Yeshua and Yahweh are one. Are you kidding me? So what greater motivation? You know what it's called, guys? It's called, for God so loved the world that he gave. His very best. His only. He gave it. See, we, we, we hear that so often. It's like, yeah, he gave his only son. Never, never, never know this stuff. But we need to come back and say, and he's asking for me to be one, for me to benefit. Because he wants us to benefit to get an immortality so we can rule and reign with him. And that his father will be glorified so they'll know that Yahweh, my heavenly father, sent me to do this for y'all. Not, look what I did. He sent me for that. He didn't even want the glory there. When he's talking about his disciples, he still didn't want the glory. The glory was still for his father. That is the attitude that we should have. It's a cause bigger than ourselves that makes life worth living. And let me tell you, if our life sucks, it's because we don't have a cause bigger than ourselves and we're just living selfishly. But let me tell you, living life selfishly will never truly fulfill. It'd be fun for a season, the Bible says, but then guess what? Now you got a deeper hole in your head. Remember Reggie did a, a teaching probably a couple of years now. Help me out, Reggie. It was, you're in a hole, you got to get up. You remember that? Don't you tell me no. I'm going to come back there. Well, anyway, it was horrible. Do you remember that, Reggie? No. It was you're in the hole. What is it? Stop digging the hole and get out. Get out. And guess what? A true ecclesia won't kick dirt on you. I said true ecclesia. We can pretend like we won, but if we're not doing this, they will say, yep, I knew he'd be in there. Because there's a position he has it. I won't. Oh, well, I knew it. I knew it. No. A true ecclesia will reach down and say, here, brother, let me help you out. Because I hope that one day, if I fall short and I'm in a hole down the road, you'll be willing to do it back to me. But whether you do or not, I'm still going to obey Yahweh. And I'm going to walk in unity with you. And I'm going to love you whether you love me or not. So we can't, we can't base our walk on whether someone else is walking that way. Well, who else is doing it? It don't matter. Well, who else believes that? It don't matter. Let me tell you something. There's a whole lot of people now believing a whole lot of different things. And I pray to God we don't believe in that. And let your mind wander on that one. But Yeshua said, but let them be one, just like we are one. So the people will believe. So I can bring glory to my Father again that you're the one that sent me. You're talking about somebody that could be cocky and brag about himself. He's the one. But guess what? That would have disqualified him. And he said, well, I better do this because he did it because he loved his father. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but everlasting life. And let me tell you something. Yeshua so loved his father that he says, my meat is to do the will of my father. And he went all the way. He had every circumstance that could have came up. You know, his carnal mind, he got, he got baptized, the the spirit of Yahweh, the, in, in the, the example of the dove came upon him and a voice came from heaven and said, what? This is my beloved son in whom I am what? 
well pleased. And watch this. And the Spirit led him into the wilderness. Guess what, Stephanie? Got to get your attention. You're right. He led him into the wilderness and he was tempted. In every way we've been tempted. But guess what? He loved his father. It was a call. He had a cause bigger than himself to walk out and do. And he went all the way. Father, if it be thy will, ask that this cup pass by me. He struggled. But he just don't know. That's when I found out that, that Yeshua was a man. That, that, that changed the whole game for me. I was like, whoa. He was tempting. And the Bible says that he even sweated blood. That's some stress. You just don't know what I'm going through. I wanted that card and I couldn't get it. He knew what he was going to have to do. He knew what was ahead of him. But he was willing because he loved his father. And that's our, my encouragement to you today and my challenge to you today that let's love the father and have a, a cause bigger than ourselves to live for. And the only way we're going to do that is being part of this body and walking that out and loving each other, even though they may seem unlovable at the time. Guess what? We're unlovable sometimes. It may still be. But now we look in the mirror. Man, but let's just be doers of it. And let, let's take these nights at 7 o'clock. That ain't asking nothing. I'm sure you always say, Yeshua, would you mind praying for 5, 10, 6, 7, 12 hours every night? No. Ain't doing it. You mind praying 10 minutes for, for the body. Apostle Johnny, you know, the word in this house. You know, that person you can't stand. Pray that, Lord, you know those people that I just can't stand. Change me. Oh, you thought I was going to say, change them. Change me. And you may say, yeah, they're not so bad after all. Especially when they brag on you. Y'all know good and well. You could hate somebody's guts and they could talk good about you. Yeah, yeah, they're not so bad after all. I got living proof stories about that. Call me, $39.95. I'll lay it all out there on you and tell you the whole thing. $399.99. Let's make it worth my while. But people don't like somebody till I tell them, well, man, this is what they were saying about you. Oh, really? Well, you know, maybe they're spiritually mature. But let's walk in unity, guys. Let's love one another. Let's do this right. Let's get past ourselves. Let's walk like the example of Yeshua did. He went and showed us the way. And let's answer his one prayer that he asked for us. You do this. And we're the one that benefits for it. Not him. He don't get another notch in his Bible and says, look, look what I did. No. He said his is finished. He's done what he's supposed to do. Now he does make intercession on our behalf to the Father. I'm thankful of that. He did it because he loved his Father. And he loved the body. He loved his disciples. He said, I want, it, I want this done for them. And I want you to be glorified in it. And I promise you, if we walk in true unity and walk in the power of Yahweh, and be everything He's called us to be, and come in here with one heart and one mind for one purpose, that He's glorified, and I'm not here to see what I can, I can get, because I promise you, you will leave disappointed every time. Let's please the Father by that. Amen? I love you. Thank you for being here. Let's walk this out. You can do it. You can make it. Put the blindfolds on you, and say, I'm going to just listen to what the truth of the matter is. Don't listen to all those lies. You suck. You're no good. You, you might as well quit. You can't do it. You're, not, you're no good. And believe the person that loves you is going to tell you the truth. Say, oh, yes, you can make it. Don't you stop. Just a little further. Just a little further. Just a little further. You're praying for something. Don't quit praying. A little further. A little further. 
Let's be doers of it. Amen? I love you so much. Don't forget, 7 o'clock, we're doing that for the rest of the month of July. God, let this month pass by quickly. I love you. Pray for Apostle Johnny.